Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. So much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me in the hot seat is Shelly Howard. And here's a bit about Shelly. She is the CEO of College Ready and CR Tutoring and Test Strategies. Shelly is a certified independent college strategist and counselor. She helps middle and high school students and their parents by preparing them for college admissions process, helping them create a standout strategy, get into their best fit college without going into debt, and even now to succeed once admitted. So without further ado, the woman behind it all, Shelly Howard. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, Shelly. And before we um, jump into what exactly is college ready and all of that, I definitely want to connect with you on a personal level and so does the audience. So here are two options. So there are two options. We could play a 10 question rapid fire game or we could break the ice. So Shelly, what would you like to do? Let's do rapid fire amazing so here we go y'all she chose rapid fire with genesis so question number one if you could have any superpower what would it be uh reading somebody's mind number two favorite food Mm, fish number three coffee tea smoothie or neither coffee number four if you could go anywhere in the world money was no option all expenses paid. And here's a kicker. You just found out they're not flying back to your home base for various reasons. Where are you headed? Italy. (laughs) Nice. Five. Are you a Netflix and chill person or are you, I want to go out and sightsee. I want to go out and sightsee. (laughs) Six. If you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? The day my son was baptized because it was, um, it was a beautiful sunny day and he was a good boy (laughs) all those that were important. And it really was a great connection. We were baptized together. And so it was really something special. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Now you got me all emotional over here. (laughs) You mentioned, you know, you like little babies, so I've had to go there. (laughs) I do. Seven, are you a dog or cat lover or neither? Dog. Okay. Do you have a dog? Two. Two. What type of dog do you have? Uh, A multi-poo and a, a mix. Okay. Eight. If you could be a fly on the wall and eavesdrop on any conversation, past or present, whose conversation are you eavesdropping in? Wow, that's a good one I haven't thought of. I would say my son, while he's at work, I'm very curious about what it's like being an orthopedic surgeon. 
you know how cool it would be to do that? Like, you know how you get to take your kid to work with you, Dave? Yeah. Why don't you take your parent to work with you, Dave? I agree. I would, I mean, he, he describes it and it sounds fascinating, but I would love to see how he handles himself in that environment. And nine, what is your most successful moment in your life to date? Mm, wow. Most successful. Gosh, that is really kind of a crazy one. I think it's my first Porsche that I bought without getting anybody's help. Nice. It was my dream car. <laughs> and that's the question I did not ask on this round was dream car. So number 10, it's the pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed for this one question and you get to ask me something. If you play, I ask you one last question. So do you want to pass or play? I will play. Okie dokie. If you go hop in a time machine, go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? Hmm. Oh, wow. You have some good ones. I'm impressed. I think it would have been, um, don't spend all your time trying to get a scholar, uh, athletic scholarship, uh, focus more on the academic part. <laughs> it will serve you better in the long run. Amazing. And thank you for playing rapid fire with Genesis and Shelly, you had some great, great answers to the questions. <laughs> Thank you. So let's jump into our segment, which is college readiness and just helping parents, but also helping students because we want to make sure that they have a great experience in college and they make it throughout their four years and continue on if they choose. But also let's not break mom and dad's bank by you saying you're going to go to college and then we find out on graduation day that what you signed up for was not what you got your degree in because that would low-key me as a mother piss me off if my daughter did something like that <laughs> oh that would not be good yes so um when you think about just prepping parents what are some of the things that you walk through with parents so they know from a monetary aspect, but they also know from like the academic aspect, like what their student is getting and is it truly the right fit for their student? Because how many times have you heard a student say, oh, I wanna go here, but it's because they're influenced by where their friends are going, not necessarily because it's the best school for what they actually wanna study. That is a packed question there. So I will break it down. Yes. The first thing we do um, at College Ready is we really help families get in sync with each other. And that means get them in the same room. Um, and secondly, help them to prioritize what is most important, the academic fit, the social fit, or the financial fit. I always tell them, I understand you want it all because we all do. But like a significant other, you may have to prioritize in what is most important to you. So I usually have the students start and they will start something of social fit, academic fit, financial fit. And the parent will start financial fit, academic fit, social fit. 
And that's when I know it's going to be a long meeting because this family has not connected at all as to what process will they use. Many people ask me, Shelly, how do we find the the perfect fit college? If you can't come together as what is a good fit for your family, that's got to be number one. So once you do decide we're for academic as our first choice, then it's important to help the student understand what does that mean? And sometimes I, I will simplify it and say, do you want to be the big fish in the small sea or the small fish in the big sea? Do you want to fight for every A? Are you okay getting a B? And that usually is like, yeah, yeah, you get me exactly. And then I, I take it a step further and I'm like, and social fit. When you're on campus, that's your extended family. Do you see your family around you? Or are you picking the school based on the location to the beach or the football team? And then finally, the financial fit is, do you want to um, go into debt? And they're like, I don't, I don't know. Like there, there's no yes or no, I, I don't know. And then I'll go, well, how long do you want to work for free? And they're like, well, I don't want to work for free. And I'm like, okay, now you understand. No, no, no. My parents are going to take that debt. And then I say, well, how long do you want your parents to work for free? And then they're like, wait a minute. I I don't understand where you're coming from. And there's no financial consideration when students are making this massive decision. And unfortunately, families think that the high schools are covering this and they are not. And if the family is not covering it, it is truly left up to the 17-year-old. And I'm sure you can imagine what it would feel like if you had your 17-year-old purchase you a house without being involved, because that's what it costs for a lot of college educations. So as you can see, it's a more complex conversation than just one simple answer. Absolutely. So you definitely have to take bite-sized pieces in order to break it apart and digest it. And so one thing that I would uh, encourage, because I'm on my way to parenthood, but I don't have college-age kids yet. So um, not even close. So one thing that I would say is prepare from the beginning. Some people start with a 50, is it a 502 or 529 529 savings fund and they start saving early on to see okay does my kid even want to go to college and if they do they have the money set aside because let's be real inflation is causing things to triple triple and double or maybe I should say double and triple so just setting that money aside at from whenever they are a newborn will definitely save you in the long run. And then also deciding whenever they get ready to make that launch into college, should they go take their basics at a community college, which is the same exact courses that you're going to take at a four-year university for nearly half as amount. And then whenever they complete that, then transfer to a four-year university. I learned that the hard way because at first I wanted to go to UT and I did that for a semester. And then I decided to come home, not by choice, but by force, brunt force um, by my mother and dad. And it was actually the best thing because now um, looking at my degree and the amount that I had in depth when I graduated versus like what some of my friends have six figures 
I'm like, oh no, I could not even imagine like telling my husband when we got married, oh, I have six figures in debt. And I was like, I have five figures in debt, which was still kind of hard to say, oh yeah, by the way, you're going to marry me. And I said it really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that preparation early on is key. But then whenever they begin to um, mature, just kind of see what their passions are. Because I feel like sometimes a lot of parents set expectations on their children, like, oh, you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer, you need to be this. When in actuality, if you would listen to your kids, it's not something that they want to do. So whenever they get in the college setting, they, they don't do as well as they should, because it's not what their heart's desire is. So can we break those two things apart, Shelly, and let me know if you've had experience with either or? I've had experience with all of them. So College Ready's been in business uh, 14 years. We just finished our 14th application season. And so I'll first speak to the community college because it is a really personal decision. And you brought up one side of it. I'll bring up the other side of it because I think having a balanced conversation is a healthy conversation. So depending on where you live, That's the number one thing. If you live in a town or city where the community college is not very crowded and you can get in and out in two years with your AA, it is a fair decision to make that it may be less expensive. Now, if you live in Southern California, where community colleges are so bursting at the seams and so overcrowded that you can't get any of your classes because the the state schools are so crowded and the UC schools are so crowded. And now you're fighting to get classes at your community college. And if you don't, what do you do? You go get a job. And after you get a job, you make money and then you move out. And then after you move out, it's real hard to go back to college full time. So that's one side of it. The second side of is in California, 6% go on to get a four-year degree. That's six. Okay. That's not 66 because it's so overcrowded. And so your chances as a family that your student may not a very strong chance that they may not make it to get a, a, a degree. Then you start to question, wait a minute. And then (laughs) you look at it and you're like, on the other hand, do I want my son or daughter meeting their significant other at whatever X, Y, or school? I'm not saying one's better than another, but think about that community college and where the students are coming from and what they plan on doing and what their motivation is and why they're there. There's a lot of factors that go into that and there's a lot of money that goes into that. So the community college is a great option for some locations and some students, totally beneficial. And for others, it can be devastating because they get there, they can't get classes, they see their friends all over social media, having the time of their life and they're going home for dinner. So... I have heard both sides of the story and I value both sides of the story. I don't think there is one path. I don't, I don't think college is for everyone and people freak out all the time. They're like, well, don't, don't you sell college? I go, no, I sell prepare for adulthood. College is a stepping stone 
to your future. It's part of adulting. It is not the end. You don't go to college and go, okay, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) Check and we're over. So helping students and families understand you need to have a plan. If it's a four-year degree, you still need a plan. Will you go on and get your MBA, PhD, law? Because now you have to graduate the top of your college class. So it's a very strategic path. And if you go to community college, you have to be really careful because they do not have the capacity or the people to help you manage that transfer because not every community college class transfers to every state or university school. So you may be taking classes that are absolutely not going to help you in your future. You do too many of those and you're pretty upset at the world because you just wasted time and time is money. So hopefully I was able to balance both sides of it. And because I, I do believe that for the right person, both options are fantastic. Your second piece was financial planning. The 529 plan could be good and it can be devastating. So it is not the end all plan and be very careful because most financial advisors only know that to be the only government plan you can put money in for college. That is absolutely not the case. There are a lot of places that the FAFSA says you can have money and it won't be counted. So knowing what you're going to be evaluated on is way more important because every penny you put in your student's name, that money gets counted against them, against their scholarships, grants, and aid. So you being a good parent, storing all this money away, the colleges say, great job. Thank you so much for doing that. We'll give this scholarship or this grant to somebody else who doesn't. And so it is very frustrating. I was one of those parents who were told that that was the only path for, for planning for college. It almost count. It almost took my son's um, money for Harvard away until I moved it to my youngest student, my youngest child. So be careful when you hear this is the only option, or you need to do this because you need to be educated before you make a decision for your family, if you have a strong academic student, they can get a full ride scholarship just based on their GPA, test scores, community service. You you would want to use that money for maybe your weaker academic student who is not going to have those opportunities. So strategically, your family should be thinking, and it's hard to know when they're babies, right? I mean, they don't come out, well, some may, but most don't come out brilliant. And so I I simply help families understand knowledge is power. The more you know, the more powerful your student will be. And that's what our financial goal is. So when we talk about finances, we're not talking about just need-based. That is one option, but we also help students understand last year in 2021, I had uh, 61 seniors who earned 10.7 million in scholarships. That was on top of need base. So you can absolutely earn a full ride scholarship. I have a student right now, full ride at at Vanderbilt. 
She did it regardless of what her parents did or did not have. So please, 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 students and families, do not get caught up in, I can't go to college because it's too expensive. There are 13 colleges that are tuition free. So when, when I say free, it means you have to do, you have to work, but you don't have to use your dollars to pay the tuition. So it it truly can be done by any student as long as they want it. This is really insightful information because a lot of parents have heard that, you know, that savings was the only way, but then they don't tell you the caveat that it can go against the grants, which are, which is the free money that you don't have to pay back the scholarships and all of those things. And then another component to be mindful of is the parent loans. And sometimes parents don't realize whenever their kid gets that good job and they want to take over the responsibility of that loan, you can't transfer that loan over to your kid because you signed a parent loan, which means that you are responsible for it for the longevity of that time. And you know what happens if you don't pay for it? You're going to have a knock knock on your door. Uncle Sam. wants his money and there's no getting out of that so um if you do your taxes and you get some money back and you don't have to pay back uncle sam they could seize all your all your money until you start to pay off that debt so that's also another thing to be mindful of is a parent loan really the best option yes you want to send your kid to school but are there other ways that you could take a grant writing course where you could write your right to petition for a grant Are there scholarships? There's a lot of nonprofits out there that give scholarships. There's so many resources out there to make it affordable for your child to go to school without breaking the bank. You need to really examine all avenues and don't just listen to when people say, oh, this is the only decision, like Shelly said, because that could be the only lie you hear. Yeah, the other thing I find really interesting as well is um, parents don't understand that students can't take loans to, to cover the full amount. They don't have assets to cover the full amount. And so parents will say, oh, do what you want. It's your loan. But that is not the case. The, the parent, they must have a co-signer. So now you're strapped to that loan and how will you retire? And the sad part is even if that child passed away, you still would have to pay their loan. You can't bankrupt it. You can't run away from it. So please, please, parents, get educated on this and don't fall into the trap that you think you have to have a loan. Thank you so much for sharing this. And another thing that really stood out to me, Shelly, is that you mentioned that there are 13 institutions that are tuition-free. I had no idea um, that was the case. And w- are you saying that they're intuition-free um, tuition free because of the scholarships that those um, students are getting, or what's the context behind it? So the, the 13, or 10 out of the 13, I should say, Um, believe that a student should be able to work and get an education. So they work at the school and in, in return, instead of getting a paycheck, they get to go and get educated. And so it is truly work for education and it's a great school. Now these schools are not the UCLA, Stanford's, Harvard's, you may not have ever heard of them and they may not be at the beach but they are a way to get a wonderful free education that you then 
can have the opportunity to launch without debt. Thank you for sharing that. And when they're working and by getting the, getting the compensation, but not the compensation that they could pocket and go spend out, spend outside, they're actually spending it for their um, tuition. Would that be the same as a work study? Similar to, but it's different then um, because the, the institutions do it a little bit differently than a work study. Traditionally, a work study is you go and work and then after you're done, you get to go and study. This happens at the same time. You're working and studying. Super interesting. We're learning lots of stuff today. So Shelly, what are some other roadmap um, opportunities that you help with the students and the parents? And what sets college ready apart versus some of your competitors? Because right now we know that there may not be anyone in the competing space as college ready. Sure. So I, I break it down this way. A lot of parents believe that their high school, their student's high school is doing this for their student. I, that's the first uh, mystery I want to solve for the, for them. Uh, having a high school senior this year, she got four minutes with her high school counselor four four minutes. And absolutely there was nothing that was helpful. It's not just at her school because all of my kids have been at different high schools. And that is one thing that has been true is unfortunately there's way too many students for the high school counselor to have a meaningful uh, planning strategy session. Nothing against them. It's just their caseload, their workload. It makes it un un uh, unbelievable to, to be able to expect that. We have to remember that they're also handling the naughty students who do not want to be in school. And the naughty ones actually scream louder than the ones who are doing great. So that's the first thing I like to tell parents. Please, even if you pay for a wonderful private education, do not assume because the other part is how well do they know your students socially? Do they know truly they need friends or that they're loners and what kind of support they need? And then financially, they have no idea what you can and cannot afford. They don't know what your expected family contribution is. They don't know if your family will have to take loans or, you know, what that part is. So that is truly the place that I want families to start and understand. Then what sets college ready apart is most college counselors are academic counselors. In other words, when I was certified as an independent college consultant, all they focused on is if you had a student with this GPA, this test score, this community service, this the, the, the check mark, check mark, check mark, here's a great a school or university to consider. Okay. Well, that's great. But like I said, that's only one part. And did that student have easy grading at their high school? Did they only have opportunity to take one or two APs? Did they have opportunity to do IB or dual enrollment? There are so many different ways that students can get through high school right now. I had three students last year with a a 5.0 GPA and a perfect 36 ACT. So then you have to be like, okay, well, you can't do better than that. Therefore, how will my student stand out who is not that student? And do you want them in the same classes? I ask students all the time, will you be okay getting your first B? 
Some students would be absolutely torn apart if they got a B because they've never got one before and the pressure is high. That is a scary thing if you put them at a very intensive competitive school. The other element is, will they go on to get a secondary degree? Nobody talks about double debting. What is double debting? Double debting is when you get an undergrad degree in debt, and now there is no grants in in all of this money for your graduate degree. So what? You're double debted. And now there's triple debt because you marry somebody with debt. (laughs) that is a situation where you feel like you can't get ahead. You can't buy a car. You can't buy a house. You are so frustrated with the system. And that's where this generation is turning their back on education because the generation before them got so indebted, double debted and triple debted that they're like, I don't want that. But what they don't understand is you don't have to have that. That was a choice that generation made. Maybe they didn't understand the choice, but they did make it. I have people I run into all the time who say, I wish I would have known you before I went into uh, six, you know, a massive amount of debt, right? Absolutely. And I could totally resonate with that because before we jumped on, we were kind of debriefing a bit. And I mentioned um, I had five figures debt whenever I married my husband in comparison to some of my friends who had six figures or more. But what also saved me was whenever I started working for a specific employer in oil and gas, they foot some of the bill where they paid um, tuition reimbursement for for me. So that definitely shaved off a lot off the top because I did switch my major from psychology to supply chain and logistics and technology. And that's another um, avenue that you could be aware of because there are some employers that will pay for continuing education or for you to get that MBA, but then they may only pay a certain amount. So look at what's capped off. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. It happens more times than we like to think. And that's the tough part because the pendulum has swung so far to the other side that people are just assuming one, they can't afford it. Two, there's not money for middle-class families. Three, that it's so competitive. Why compete? These are unfortunate things that people are hooking onto and, and not questioning because I, I, I don't share that we got 10.7 million to brag. I share. So people's eyes will be open that there's that much money out there. That's what I want people to go. It's like, I want that money. Why did your student get the money when I want that money? And I want students to know, be empowered, know that that money, those scholarships, that those grants, they're out there and the best place to find them as at the university itself. Don't chase down the itty bitty hundred dollar scholarships. I mean, you can, if you have all the time in the world, but in all reality, the big money comes from picking the right college and university. 
And thank you so much, Shelly, for sharing that knowledge and insight. And we're gonna jump into our call to action um, segment so I could be respectful of your time. So listeners and viewers, if you want more of what Shelly has to offer, you're definitely gonna have to connect with her via her website, which she'll plug. So Shelly, I want you to tell the listeners and viewers, what is your call to action for this segment once they listen and hear all the insightful things like, that there's that much money out there and that they don't have to be a victim of not having enough knowledge because there's more than enough resources to educate them. Wow. A couple things. Planning is key. So um, I am happy to gift your listeners my best-selling book, How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind to Your Money. As a gift, all they have to do is go to book.collegereadyplan.com. That book will give them the foundation on how to plan and have the conversations with their families about academic fit, social fit, and financial fit. The next thing is take your student on a college tour. There is nothing like showing a student why they're working so hard for good grades and community service and leadership, like being on a college campus. Tell them the G-rated stories and help them to see and feel This is not four more years of high school. This is truly adulting and taking classes and learning what it is that you want to be better at. So those would be my two takeaways. And thank you for sharing those too, Shelly. And can you say the link one more time for the gift? Yes. So the book is, it's book, B-O-O-K dot collegereadyplan.com. And that will get you a free copy of the book. And um, I'm also going to offer your listeners a free discovery call with myself, 20 minutes just to find out what you could be doing at this stage. And you can sign up on my website at www.collegereadyplan.com. Amazing. And I want to thank you so much for offering those two free gifts, Shelly. And where do you primarily hang out on social media? Wow, we're everywhere. So I have about 20,000 followers on LinkedIn. And uh, besides that, we have a great Facebook page, a Facebook group. I'm really big into giving free resources. So if you're interested, sign up for my newsletter We just sent out the May newsletter where I give a ton of information on the best camps to attend, places that you can get free resources. So I'm all about giving and and empowering people to truly live their best life. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS podcast, Shelly Howard with College Ready. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment with your family members and your friends so you could get ahead of the curve. And for those of you interested in video components, you could head on over to YouTube and type at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Camp, and you can see all videos there. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a consistent basis. Because of you, we are now ranked in the top two and a half percent 
globally out of 2.8 million podcasts, and we wouldn't have done it without your continued support. So I want to thank you once again. And for those of you interested in becoming a brand sponsor, head on over to Genesis Amaris Kemp net to learn how you could become a sponsor and have your products, your brand, and your services heard right here. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Go out there and educate yourself and level up the playing field because you do not have to be left behind. You can actually stay ahead of the curve by making preparations now and planning so you can have a successful future. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.